Welcome back to Scripps Talks. I'm joined by Ellen Wagner, who is the editor of The Post, who is about to graduate and is living one of the stranger lives of any Bobcat I can imagine. Ellen, tell us what is going on with your staff at The Post. Yeah, so we found out, like everybody else over spring break, that OU was going to uh, move to remote, and we kind of had to regroup pretty quickly to figure out how we were going to move forward for the rest of the year. So it was a lot of conversations with our staffs as well as our business manager, Andrea, who's been really helpful through all of this. She has been helping us figure out how we're going to survive financially as well as how we're going to plan out the rest of the year. Mostly the biggest struggle was that our staff moved to pretty much everyone being remote since a lot of them are underclassmen and had to move out of their residence halls. They actually been doing, I think, a really good job pitching story ideas and coming up with ways to contact sources. Pretty much everyone is stuck at home or has to find other ways to work that we pretty much have to do phone interviews anyway. So it's been working out really well, I think. As for our print edition, we reduced it. We still planned on doing it throughout the rest of the semester as we normally would, but we're reducing the print edition so that way it's 20 pages, which saves us a little bit of money on the financial side of things, and then we're also reduced how far the print will go, so we cut the distribution and then we moved um, locations, so uh, no longer is on campus, but it's part of a pullout of the Friday Athens Messenger as well as it's in gas stations, pharmacies, and hospitals, so the main areas in which people are actually able to go during all this time. So as editor for The Post, what have been some of the key things that you've learned during this time about being you know, being a leader, being a manager? It's important to keep like a level head with all of this. I think everyone was very confused and worried through all of this, and if your leader is panicking, then everyone else is going to panic, so... It was just a matter of time when there was unanswered questions. It was, we'll get this solved. We're going to talk about it. We'll figure it out. And making sure, even if there was unanswered questions, that there, we would find answers to them and find a way to do it all remotely. And also, just communication, I think, is just most important. It was important before all of this, but also, even more now, just really be open to communication between everyone, every about everything that's been going on. What is your sense about the importance of the work you're doing at the Post with your staff as far as helping create some sense or maintain a sense of normalcy? Obviously, there's really nothing that feels normal about this current situation, but classes are going on in a very different format, obviously. Students still have things that they're concerned about and need to be informed about, Does that play into your thinking, or are you just dealing with the day-to-day of getting the post produced and distributed? We kind of started out with planning this as we're going to try to do as much coverage about just what students need to know immediately, making sure whatever questions students might have about how they move out or like how classes are going to work and get those questions answered. But now I think we're trying to shift to a little bit something more normal. So some stories that we've had, we want to try to make sure a little bit having more normal stories about issues that are beyond just the coronavirus 
that students might need to know about or just find interesting in some way. Um, I think we want to get people to thinking again. I think everyone has seen so much about the coronavirus pandemic, and if they have questions, they can look it up almost anywhere. But I think it's also going back to the normalcy of what other concerns students have. And there's a lot of reporters, too, who started stories but then either can't do them or have to redirect them into a different direction. It's kind of trying to find those stories of just a normal day-to-day within all of this or what's going to happen in the fall when all of this is over. So it's kind of just been a week-by-week basis of what we're going to do and what how we want to direct our story so that way there's a little bit more normal in everyone's lives just besides the mass coverage of all this that everyone has been seeing. How are you actually doing that communication work with your staff? Because I know that students use a lot of digital tools in any case, even when they're on campus, but has this situation changed the way that you guys operate communicating out from the editors and uh, back and forth with reporters and editors? For the most part, it's uh, stayed the same, just obviously no in-person meetings. We have our Slack channels in which we communicate with like every section editor, me and the executive editors, and me and the staff have those communications. And we're talking in them every day. We're making sure people are updated on everything going on, as well as we try to do a couple calls a week where we do every Sunday. We're trying to make sure that everyone's checking in. So we'll do like a Google Hangout where we're just checking in on the week. I give them updates based on things they might need to know about the state of the post in general, whether financially or things. We always check in. I make sure it's easier to communicate with people in those in-person meetings if they have questions that may be more difficult to answer just over a message. When it comes to our print nights, we've done a lot of FaceTiming or screen recordings to teach people how to edit pages or how to upload things. So we're still trying to learn even while trying to just create ways to do it. So I'd like to talk to you a little bit about how you personally have maneuvered through this and had to adapt as a student. Clearly, there's a lot to do as editor of the Post, but there's also a lot to do just to maintain your own studies and to you know, maintain your own sense of equilibrium. What are some of the things that have worked for you personally? I am back in my apartment in Athens for the rest of the semester. It kind of, in those two weeks of extended spring break, I was at home, so it was a little bit different. And so I came back here since I was already paying rent and also just had a little bit more sense of normalcy. So that way I have like a place to work in my apartment. There's less distractions if something comes up down here or I need something from the newsroom or some news story breaks. At least there's one person here for it. And for classes, it's been a bit of an adjustment. A lot of my professors, uh, most of my classes were discussion-based. So that changed a lot for the syllabus on many of my classes, whether they're cutting projects or restructuring, how they're going to be done. It's been an adjustment trying to figure out. I kind of trying to make it like almost a normal schedule for myself where I do work for my classes on the days I would normally have classes. Some of my professors were doing Zoom calls or Microsoft Teams during our class times just to keep our discussions going and I think that's been going really well so it's kind of been great to see how my professors have been handling that and really adjusting to trying to teach us the best way they can too it's definitely been an adjustment as a student not the same experience I was planning to have for my second semester of senior year 
I think it's under circumstances, it's going pretty well. Well, speaking of senior year, it's obvious that our graduating seniors, as I'm sure is true all across the nation, whether it's high schools or colleges, there's a lot of grieving that people have had to experience. Do you have a sense of how many of your fellow seniors came back to Athens for some of the same reasons you did? Not many from what I can just tell from what I've seen on social media and from when I've gone on walks through town, not many people have. I think for a lot of people, they ended up going home because they might have lived too far or out of state and came back, or maybe their parents are concerned that they just don't want them alone down here. I'm living with some of my roommates, so at least I have some people that I know down here. It varies on situation for how people are coming down. I think people are enjoying it if they can come down before they have to move out, maybe spending like a weekend or something here. It's not the same Athens that we're all used to, so I think everyone's grieving in that sense, and they might not want to stay down here if it's not what they were hoping to have the conditions to live in. What are your observations about some of the criticism of college kids, you know, still partying and not social distancing? I mean, do you think that's a, an issue, or do you think it's overblown? I think it can be an issue just for even people beyond college students, like obviously People have been arrested for violating the stay-at-home order. I see a lot of criticism of people on social media, but then I also still see people posting with their friends. And it's different if you're going on a walk with your friend, with one of your friends in the middle of the day or something and just getting outside. But then it's different if you're getting together with a group of your friends and having drinks in an apartment. And I don't think people really realize that they can't be gathering the way they are as much as they want to have fun and enjoy it. It sucks for everybody that we all have to stay inside and not be able to see our friends, but that's just when you have to get creative and find ways to hang out with them over phone call or something. And it's a matter of just keeping the public safe over having the fun time that you want in person with your friends. I want to talk about the post-reunion. Obviously, that was another thing that had to be, among the millions of things that had to be canceled or rescheduled do you know if that will if they will try to reschedule that or just punt and and wait a a year last week we did a zoom call for the reunion and it was very very short version of what we usually do so it was pretty much just me giving my presentation of the state of the post the new editor-in-chief molly giving her presentation about the future of the post and then our business manager andrea updating about the finances and we heard from our president tristan who gave us just an update in general and we had a lot of questions from alumni about how it's going to function and it kind of gave everyone like a little bit of a reassurance and how we were all adjusting to this it was nice to touch base with them even though it wasn't the full three-day reunion that we usually have And speaking of Molly, talk a little bit about how you guys are working on the transition to her editorship. It's going to be a time of trial and error for how we're going to train people. Obviously, usually people train in person for their positions. And then when seniors graduate, some of them might forget about it or you might not reach out to them as much as you normally do. But I think it's going to be a situation where you really have to keep that line of communication open if you're graduating and someone is refilling your position. Fortunately, a lot of people 
at least right now, are not graduating and are either being hired for a similar position or the same position. So they already know what they're doing or they can learn from someone else within the staff. Mostly, I think it's just people communicating within section editors of how to do it. I made Molly a whole document of everyday things that she might need to know. And I sent her like a screen recording of how to send the paper. And then we sent her more screen recordings of just how to do like little things here and there. So the best way I can prepare her, I'm going to try. As for the staff, I'm already planning orientation guide for if there is Bobcat student orientation. So I know she's been doing a lot of phone calls with everyone about that, especially for new staffers who aren't sure what they're doing quite yet. She's kind of reassuring them and then just having everyone keep open communication and be willing to train one another on how to do everything remote. But I think it'll just be depending on how or when we come back are able to come back to campus and be in the newsroom that we'll see how the transition is going. Your staff was recently recognized with a News Design Award, and um, I'd like to have you talk a little bit about how all of that came about. That was something in kind of the early days of all of this that we wanted to develop. We knew this was something that people would want to know a lot of information about. So our digital managing editor, Taylor, wanted to do a landing page for all coronavirus updates within Athens. I think she spent about a week designing it, changing it as we like as she updated it before we posted it online and she did a really great job with it. I mean, obviously it won an award and um, I think she's been working really hard every day to update it on the map and she's been posting all the new articles on there. So I think it's a really great resource for everyone in Athens and OU to look at. The last question I want to ask has to do with your reflecting on your four years at the Post and sharing with us what it has meant to you to be a part of the Post for these years. Not so much, you know, how it's ending, because we've already talked about that, but just taking the the overall arc of your experience coming in as a freshman, and, you know, how did you get involved and what, what would you say to an incoming freshman about getting involved? I actually got started at the Post a little bit late. I didn't start until my spring semester at the Post and Honestly, I wish I started sooner. I wish someone would have told me to go sooner to the post. Going in, I wasn't expecting anything big from it. I was pretty quiet back then. I did my stories and kind of just did the work that I had to do. It's really changed over the last four years. I've met some of my best friends at the post. I love spending all the time I do in the newsroom. I really just have enjoyed all the people and experiences that I've made over the last four years. When I look back at my college experience, the post is the main thing that I always will look at and that I've spent my time at and met people at. It's been always just been a main part of my college experience, and I really would encourage anyone, whether they join the Post or another publication, to do it as soon as they can because it really changes your whole college experience, and it really makes it better. When did you realize you wanted to be editor, and what were some of the goals that you had as editor? That came, I think, my junior year. I was a news editor, and... It was a very it was a very weird time because we had a transition of 20 seniors graduating last year and we were losing so many so many of our main staff members. So I think a lot of my goals were to get us to readjust 
in a way, we had a lot younger of a staff, and I really wanted everyone to be in a place where they could, by the end of the year, be confident in themselves just because they're younger and they all know what they're doing, but they just needed the confidence in themselves to do it. I've seen so many changes with people in this past year of just them improving themselves in so many ways. This has also been a challenge since we're a weekly print edition. It's been a more focusing on the digital as well. And I think especially with this, now that everyone's working remote, it has really challenged us even more to get creative with what we can do on social media. And I know Molly wants to continue that as well since this is becoming more of a digital age for everybody. Everything from the past year, I think I've seen so many great improvements from the post. And I think next year will be great as well. All right. Well, Alan, thank you for uh, being part of the, the podcast. I appreciate it. Perhaps we'll see you across the street in Athens and I'll give you a wave, but uh, we'll stay socially distanced in the meantime. Yeah, hopefully we'll see each other. Thank you for having me. It's been great talking to you.